Hi, and welcome to Unquenchable Hope. I'm Louanne Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. Ladies, we know it's hard to hang on to hope in a world that sometimes seems bent on stealing it, but it's not impossible. So stay tuned as we tackle all kinds of issues and talk about how, you know, no matter what this world dishes out, you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. I give Lou a hard time a lot because she could name drop if she wanted to, but she doesn't want to and she won't. But I have a couple of name dropping stories too. And and I'm just so full of pride that I will tell you those. Larry Bird, the basketball player, right? Yes, absolutely. His wife, Dinah, was a childhood friend of mine. We didn't stay in touch, but I used to hang out at her house for a couple summers. So. That's very cool. Okay, but here's the weirdest one. <laughs> okay, wait till you get a load of this name All dropping. Right. All right, so this elderly couple lived next door to us when I was growing up. They had a daughter, and their daughter was about the age of my parents. Okay. So, okay. you know, I didn't really know her. I would just see her when she would visit them. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. All right. She was adopted, and okay. this couple, he was an architect, and they had some prominent connections and whatnot. After she died, a lawyer came and explained to a really good friend of my parents that that he felt like somebody else needed to know this, that she was the biological daughter of, drumroll, Amelia Earhart. Oh my gosh! Get out, right? Now, unless this guy is a pathological liar, (laughs) it all makes sense because she did have this period of time where she, everybody thought she was pregnant Wow! and went to this home in Chicago. And that's where these people adopted. When you look at her picture, she looks like her. That is, is that not crazy? So that's what it was her? Nobody knows for sure. Wow. That's That's very cool. I know. I mean, it could just be bogus, but I think it's real. (laughs) But we are going to be beginning a series now where we're going to be dropping some names that just leave all of those in the dust because they are infinitely more amazing than any celebrity Mm. that we could ever talk about or know. We're going to talk about the names of God. If you're not familiar with this, this is an awesome subject to study in the Word because it's not that God had multiple personality disorder. (laughs) It's just that He would reveal Himself at different times to different people, and either they would give Him a name Mm -hmm. that had to do with the situation that He intervened in. Yes. Yeah, or sometimes He wanted to be called certain names. Well, I think it makes Him really personal. While we yeah. were doing this study, I was telling Marianne before we got on, it made me come alive inside to know who he is by those different names. Mm-hmm. And that's who we can call upon when we are needing him yeah. in those certain situations in our life. It's perfect. It's, I, it's yeah. wonderful. I have this big cross stitch back there in my office that has <laughs> all these names of God. And I love when it. I'm praying, a lot of times I will refer to that yeah, that's right. you know, and use those names. Well, you know, if I could say, anybody that's listening, if you can grab a piece of paper and pen to be able to write this down, whatever you get, and learn how to pray to that name. And it's, it's not a different God. It, no, it's not a different it's, God. It's, it's just, just different who rebel. he is, yeah. his character. Right, his character, exactly. Yeah. That. And Marianne's, she's done amazing studying on all this, so... Well, it's one I'm of my favorites. Learning too. It's one of my favorite subjects, and just because it meant so much to me, right? Because when you read the English version of the Bible, we see Lord, we see God. Usually, that's it. Mm-hmm. In the Hebrew, these names that's right come out. That um, Lord could mean El Shaddai. Yeah, that Lord could mean Adonai. 
One interesting thing in Bible times, a lot of times they would name their babies just according to what maybe they looked like or some character attribute. They didn't pick their baby names out of a book. (laughs) Sometimes they would just make them up according to what the kid looked like. (laughs) So I I asked Lou, (laughs) so what do you think your parents would have named you if they subscribed to that theory of baby naming? Well, actually, I had a chance to think about it because if that would have been a spur of the moment, I would have been (laughs) dumbfounded. But probably big eyes. Because <laughs> oh. my eyes were really big. Yes. Oh, and I yeah. told her I would have been named. Because sometimes they were negative <laughs> names, right? I would have been named Boxhead. Because Boxhead. I had the most square head. Or Frankenbaby. You know, it's like if I had, if I had, had I'm going to show you my picture sometime. If I had had bolts coming out of my neck, <laughs> it would have been perfect. I looked like a little, little Frankenstein. <laughs> I mean, a cute Frankenstein, but nevertheless. Anyway, that kind of fits in with the names of God, our personal reflections of yeah. God's character, mm-hmm. who he is, his attributes. And that is so incredibly important. A.W. Tozer said, What comes to your mind when you think about God is the most important thing Mm. about you. Mm. And it really is. And so for me, studying the names of God really did help to expand and shape and form what I think about God. Yes. And that affects everything. That does. About our spiritual walk, how we relate to him. It's just layer upon layer upon layer of revelation about who God is. Yes. The fact that he would even want to reveal himself to us is incredible. The guy studied this years ago. Kay Arthur has a phenomenal book. I have it with me. And it's a wonderful book about the names of God. It's actually called, Lord, I want to know you. This thing is underlined, circled. It's a a little (laughs) bit of a study. Uh I came to life in that. You can even just Google the names of God. And there's some fabulous articles and information out there. And there are some names that we won't probably get to. No, There's correct. just so many of them, but we are going to pick out some ones that we think are most meaningful to us and hopefully to you too. When I started studying this, I realized how many verses talk about the name of God. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorites is Proverbs 18:10, And it says, the name of the Lord is a mm-hmm. strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. And in ancient towns, they would oftentimes have the walls around the town. In the middle, they would have this strong tower. Yes. That if an enemy was going to attack them, they would all run into this tower. So there's really a strong visual image there. I guess if you grew up in the 60s like I did, it would be a fallout shelter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, (laughs) correct. Well, okay, so how do you run into a name? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Well, you can't run into a name, but you can run into... The truth of the character of God. Of that name. Yeah. We used to sing that proverb. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. <laughs> right. Righteous running. Y'all are missing it. She's uh, doing hand motions. Oh, uh, no. Here. I mean, come on. And I never thought of it like that. By studying these, every single part of his character is a piece that you would want to run to. Yeah. When they were feeling they threatened were, or correct. scared or yes. under attack. So good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, a couple more. Psalm 124, 8. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. And it's just interesting. It didn't say our help is in the Lord, although it is. It says the name That's of the right. Lord. There's just so many verses that indicated to me this is an important topic. <laughs> yes. There's something here that we're supposed to be looking at. 
Psalm 9:10, those who know your name mm. will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. And the last one I'm going to mention is Isaiah 50, 10. And I can put these verses in the show notes. Yes, I think. It says, who is among you that fears the Lord and that obeys the voice of his servant that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. And I thought about how so many of us right now are in a period of time that feels like darkness. Yeah. And yes. that's what this verse says. <clears throat> Who is among you that, that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord. Oh, that's good. So it's very relevant. It's very relevant to, now, to where we are. You know, that yes. when we fear that the economy is going to crash, mm-hmm. we go to Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh. Jireh. The, Lord the Lord will our, provide. Right. So this is very practical stuff. Yeah. But as we're recording this, we are in the Christmas season. The name we're going to look at today has everything to do with Christmas. And that name is... Emmanuel. (laughs) Yes. We're feeling very musical today. I sound a little froggy because I've had a sinus infection. Lord of life, Lord of all, he's the Prince of Peace, mighty one, holy God. Emmanuel. I don't know that one as well as you do. I I was thinking, Emmanuel. Yes, God with with us. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Emmanuel means God with us. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's referring to the incarnation of Jesus. Jesus fulfilled more than 300 Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah. Some very specific. And one of those was Isaiah 714, which is where Emmanuel was first mentioned. And it says... Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And that's mentioned again in Matthew, that prophecy. So one of the questions I've always had, here you go, Lou. (laughs) If Jesus was supposed to be called Emmanuel, why did they name him Jesus? Jesus. You were saying Emmanuel would be like his title. Yeah, I, th- I think so, because this has always <clears throat> puzzled me. If that's a prophecy that he fulfilled, why didn't they name him Emmanuel? Well, I was looking at what does Jesus mean, and it said it's derived from Yeshua, and it means Yahweh saves. That's oh, what the name yes, Jesus correct. means. And the angel is the one that actually told Mary to name him Jesus, right before yes, when correct. the angel appeared to, yes. to Mary. Jesus was such a common name back then mm-hmm. that... God's intention in having him named Jesus was to show that he was one of us. Yes. That, because it was kind of like if you named him John or Joe. Correct. You know, yes. in our day, it was a very right. common name. But also, because it means Yahweh saves or mm-hmm. God saves, it also represents why he came. That's right. To save us. So Emmanuel maybe more of the role of Jesus or the title. Yes. And I think because we're doing it obviously right before Christmas, but it's not just a Christmas name. Uh-huh. And that's why when I was reading it and going over, it, I'm thinking, wait a minute, God is with us all the time. Mm-hmm. So no matter what is going on in our lives, Emmanuel is with us. That's right. He didn't just come and leave. And, yes. Through the and spirit. It, it, when I was looking this through, it says the name symbolized God was still with all of us that he had not forgotten and he would deliver his people. He had not forgotten them after that 400 years of silence. Yeah. And he has not forgotten his people. He has not forgotten us today. He will still deliver. He is, will always be with us. Mm-hmm. So I will be with you always even to the end of the age. So yes. that's Emmanuel, that he is stays with us. One of the verses that popped into my head 
uh, when I was thinking about this name was Hebrews 4.15 that says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things just as we are, yet without sin. Yes. I think Jesus needed to go through being a baby and a toddler yes. and an adolescent and an adult, all yes. of it, yes. in order to really be something that we could identify with. And he has experienced all the stuff. That's right. So we know that he was tempted in all things, it said, yeah. yet without sin. Well, I think we said this in one of the podcasts previously, that we could go to him for any purpose and any reason. We know that because he walked the earth and he was betrayed. He was rejected. He was uh, mocked. There was mm-hmm. despair. There was sweating drops of blood because of fear. I mean... Fear or maybe fear. dread, of maybe the dread of pain what was going to happen on a human level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, he had hormones. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he walked with friends. He loved friends. He had mm-hmm. people around him. He loved families. He was involved in every aspect of life. He served. That's Emmanuel. God yeah. is with us. That is who he is. And so when we talk about his name, we see him in all those aspects. Mm-hmm. I think in the Old Testament, God was contained in the temple. But when Jesus came, he changed all that. He came as Emmanuel. God is now with us. So he's not contained just in the temple, you know, or when they would take the tabernacle with them. God was in that tabernacle, but mm-hmm. it, and it would go with them, yes. But he was contained in that tabernacle. Right. But once Jesus came, now he's in us. He's a part of us. He's Emmanuel. So now... He He dwells Mm -hmm. within us. That's what really strikes me is that God has always had a heart to be with his people. Yes. And he walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. Like you said, he was there in the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. He was there in the temple. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of that. And then one day... He knew I was going to get it in there. (laughs) We'll get to be literally in his presence again. That's why we were created. That's right. We were created because God wanted to fellowship with us. That's right. And you can see it through the whole Bible. But Emmanuel is like when it exploded in a way that we could really see Jesus. It made it so real. He wasn't in the Holy of Holies. And if you went in there in the tabernacle of the temple, you would get fried. It was like scary God. I think in our best days, our worst days, Emmanuel, he's with us. He's never going to leave. So when we feel alone or lonely, Emmanuel is there. He's right there. That's right. So because he dwells and he's, He's, yes, he he is understanding. Yes. So he understands our plights. He understands our situations. And that again, when we are praying, it can be Emmanuel. I am asking, you know what I mean? Speaking his name out and saying, you are the God who is with me. And I am not going to fear this situation because I know that you are with me. I think before I became a Christian, I had a view of God that was more like the Old Testament God, that Mm -hmm. he was in the Holy of Holies, unapproachable, detached. And as a believer, because we are actually followers of Christ, it's so much more personal. It's much uh, more. Which is what the whole Emmanuel thing is. I heard a story one time when I was speaking to this study club and there was an older woman there who was telling me about her grandson. And she said he was born with a real severe birth defect and had to wear this great big uncomfortable back brace all the time. It was really a sad story. The great grandmother was also sitting right there and she interjected and she said, do you know what my grandson, that little boy's father did? Said he had the company make him a back brace that looked just like the little boys, except it wasn't real. But he would put that on 
all the time just so the little boy would know that somebody could identify. That's wonderful. I know. That reminds, go ahead. Well, she said, she ended with this. She said, can you imagine that kind of love? I had just seen the passion of the Christ literally the night before. And I said, yeah, I can. I know. (laughs) Such a cool picture of that dad wearing that back brace when he didn't have to. Yes. God coming down to earth. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. That's right. Just saw something the other day on Facebook. A wife had to have her head shaved because Mm -hmm. of cancer and her husband was doing it for her. And then he takes the razor and he starts shaving his head and she just sobbed. It's the same. It's that thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't think we grasp the fact that Emmanuel is close to us as our own breath. He is so close and he is for us and he is with us. So he is that person shaving their head. He is that person Mm -hmm. that has put that back brace on. He is that person that comes alongside when you think there's no hope in in any circumstance in in your life right now. He is Emmanuel. I don't think we sit long enough to grasp these names of who he is. Just recently, I feel like God has given me a, a different perspective on this and the fact that through the Holy Spirit, Christ lives in us just struck me that he feels everything we feel. Yes. He literally goes through everything that we're going through Mm -hmm. and in some way experiences that. Yes. And when you multiply that times the billions of people on earth, what kind of love does this God have that he would willingly do that? I know. That he would come down here and then not just leave again, but through his spirit, endure all the things we're enduring. When we're sad, he's sad. When Mm -hmm. we're happy, he's happy. All the emotions. Yes, there's no other God, obviously, like that. There's no other God that truly helps his people as Mm -hmm. Jehovah. That's right. There really hasn't been. When I grew up, you always thought that God was um, this picture that God wants us to clean ourselves up before we came to him. But Emmanuel shows us that that all changed when he came. I'm suspecting that name means once Jesus came, not that God wasn't with those in the Old Testament. We all know that that's not true because we can read the Old Testament. We can see his his presence. But once Jesus came on the scene as Emmanuel, we always have God dwelling with us. In the Old Testament, the spirit would come and go. It would leave people. So it would come and go. Now he rests within us. And we could be so assured of that. Yes, we have emotions. We're human and all of that. But we have the choice to come and say, but Emmanuel, you are with me. Even if I cannot feel you, I know you are here. That's it. It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. It's just a truth. It's a truth of who he is. And that's the truth of this name. God with us, whether I feel like it or not. Or not. Yes. There's so much more. Obviously we could go on forever. But for my life, I don't want Emmanuel to just be for Christmas. It was the introduction of him as Emmanuel Mm -hmm. that God now is with us. But I don't want that to just be my Christmas name for for God. That's what I got from this. Excellent. You know, I did write this. I said, no other religion has a God that willingly suffers for his people, a God that can so deeply and compassionately identify with his creation. And that's who Emmanuel is. And that's who God is. Emmanuel is a picture of God that so desperately loves his people that he's willing to do anything to get them back. Yeah, I see Christmas as the ultimate rescue mission. The incarnation when Jesus was born is, you know, obviously a key part of that. You think about this big plan God had and 
all the timing of it had to be perfect. Jesus had to fulfill all those prophecies. And then boom, he comes on the scene. If you think of it as a movie, it's, this is an epic part of the story. People have been waiting for thousands of years for this to happen. Yes. Cause look, I mean, Isaiah was talking about it. So it's been all those years. Mm -hmm. One last thing I did have, it says, uh, God with us should change how we approach everyday life. So knowing that God is with us should change our approach. It could make you paranoid if you're walking in disobedience <laughs> well, to sure. him. Because if God is with us, he is on us if we are getting off the path. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, which is a good thing. Oh man, I took such a long time to get that God that I grew up with out of my spirit, out of my system, because it was not a very nice God. Yeah, he's not there with an electric cattle prod. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, you had that. But sometimes the Holy Spirit can almost feel like that. But, but we but want him love. to. Absolutely. Yeah. He disciplines those he loves. And I did say that to the Lord. I want disciplined if I am out of line. Yeah. And I, I want to be disciplined because I know you love me. I discipline my great nieces and nephews all the time. I mean, they're little munchkins. I don't let them talk back. I don't allow that. And what mm-hmm. is for their own good? So in their future, they're not talking yeah. back to an adult. Yeah, exactly. But their parents have done a pretty good job with that. So they don't really talk back. But all I'm saying is that there is such a, an, a knowing that he is with us. And his path is the path of life. And he is with us to help us stay on that path. Yes. One last verse, because I just love this verse, and it's Zacharias, the father of John Mm. the Baptist, was prophesying about John the Baptist. I think it's right when he was born, but also about the coming Messiah. And I love this description, um, because this is when he's actually prophesying about Jesus. And he says, because of the tender mercy of our God, with which the sunrise, and that, that's capitalized, oh. so that's talking about Jesus, the sunrise from on high will visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Wow. I just think that's one of my favorite descriptions of Jesus, that he is the sunrise from on high. Oh, that's really good. Luke 1, 78 and 79. I, and I was thinking here, he's saying that, and Jesus is going to be coming right after John. Right, yeah, right then. <laughs> yeah. You know, he mm-hmm. was just months behind him. Yes. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Well, we're going to keep talking about the names of God. I think we're going to come back next week with just a short little Christmas message. Yes. And then we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Yes. And we'll be back in sometime in January. Yes. So have a wonderful week. Ladies, we pray you've been encouraged today and that you'll come back next week for more Truth and Hope. And if you'd like to know more about us, check out our websites. Those addresses are in the show notes. And hey, if this podcast encouraged you, it can probably encourage someone else. So please share it and share some hope.